Welcome to today's Daily PBJ Devotional. If you're reading the Old Testament with us this year, read Genesis 49, Job 15, and Psalm 47 today. This devotional is about Genesis 49. Then Jacob called for his sons and said, Gather around so that I can tell you what will happen to you in the days to come. Come together and listen, O sons of Jacob. Listen to your father, Israel. Reuben, you are my firstborn, my might, and the beginning of my strength, excelling in honor, excelling in power. Uncontrolled as the waters, you will no longer excel, because you went up to your father's bed, onto my couch, and defiled it. Simeon and Levi are brothers. Their swords are weapons of violence. May I never enter their council. May I never join their assembly. For they kill men in their anger and hamstring oxen on a whim. Cursed be their anger, for it is strong, and their wrath, for it is cruel. I will disperse them in Jacob and scatter them in Israel. Judah, your brothers shall praise you. Your hand shall be on the necks of your enemies. Your father's sons shall bow down to you. Judah is a young lion, my son. You return from the prey. Like a lion he crouches and lies down. Like a lioness, who dares to rouse him? The scepter will not depart from Judah, nor the staff from between his feet, until Shiloh comes, and the allegiance of the nations is his. He ties his donkey to a vine, his colt to the choicest branch. He washes his garments in wine, his robes in the blood of grapes. His eyes are darker than wine, and his teeth are whiter than milk. Zebulun shall dwell by the seashore and become a harbor for ships. His border shall extend to Sidon. Issachar is a strong donkey, lying down between the sheepfolds. He saw that his resting place was good, and that his land was pleasant. So he bent his shoulder to the burden, and submitted to labor as a servant. Dan shall provide justice for his people, as one of the tribes of Israel. He will be a snake on the road, a viper in the path, that bites the horse's heels, so that its rider tumbles backward. I await your salvation, O Lord. Gad will be attacked by raiders but he will attack their heels. Asher's food will be rich. He shall provide royal delicacies. Naphtali is a doe set free that bears beautiful fawns. Joseph is a fruitful vine, a fruitful vine by a spring, whose branches scale the wall. The archers attacked him with bitterness. They aimed at him in hostility. Yet he steadied his bow, and his strong arms were tempered by the hands of the Mighty One of Jacob, in the name of the Shepherd, the Rock of Israel. By the God of your Father who helps you, by the Almighty who blesses you, with blessings of the heavens above, with blessings of the depths below, with blessings of the breasts and womb. The blessings of your Father have surpassed the blessings of the ancient mountains, and the bounty of the everlasting hills. May they rest on the head of Joseph, on the brow of the prince of his brothers. Benjamin is a ravenous wolf. In the morning he devours the prey. In the evening he divides the plunder. These are the tribes of Israel, twelve in all. And this was what their father said to them. He blessed them, and he blessed each one with a suitable blessing. Then Jacob instructed them, I am about to be gathered to my people. 
Bury me with my fathers in the cave in the field of Ephron the Hittite. The cave is in the field of Machpelah, near Mamre, in the land of Canaan. This is the field Abraham purchased from Ephron the Hittite as a burial site. There Abraham and his wife Sarah are buried. There Isaac and his wife Rebekah are buried. And there I buried Leah. The field and the cave that is in it were purchased from the Hittites. When Jacob had finished instructing his sons, he pulled his feet into the bed and breathed his last, and he was gathered to his people. This is God's word. The leadership power in Jacob's family was about to pass from Jacob himself to his descendants in this chapter. Remember that Jacob was selected to be the covenant heir of his father Isaac, while Jacob's twin brother Esau was rejected for that role. In this case, by contrast, all of Jacob's sons would receive the covenant blessing. Each would become the leader of one of Israel's tribes. In this chapter, Isaac conferred that blessing of tribal leadership on them and made prophecies about each one. Although it was customary for the eldest son to receive the greatest blessing, God had bypassed that custom with Jacob. That was based on God's free choice alone. Reuben, Jacob's firstborn, forfeited his covenant blessing as the firstborn by having sex with one of Jacob's wives. You can see that in verse 4 and then compare to to uh, Genesis 35:22 where that incident is described. This was not the last time a man's immorality caused him to lose political power. The next two guys in line, Simeon and Levi, disqualified themselves with cruel violence far beyond what was justly warranted. Jacob says that in verses 5 through 7, but you can compare Genesis 34:25 for more information about that. Although Reuben, Simeon, and Levi got to be tribal heads in Israel, they did not get to have a descendant become king of Israel. That honor fell to Judah. He had his moral problems too, and you can see Genesis 38 for those. But Judah was chosen to be the leader of the tribe that would bring Israel her king, as we saw in verse 10. And what a king he would be. Verse 10 says that the obedience of the nations shall be his. This, of course, is a reference to Christ. Jesus came to be the Messiah, the king of Israel. But he has not fully assumed that role yet. When he reigns on earth in his millennial kingdom, this prophecy will finally be fulfilled. Verses 11 and 12 describe a time of massive prosperity when Jesus reigns. Vines and branches, according to verse 11, are fruit-bearing objects. They have value. You wouldn't tether a donkey or a colt to them because you don't want those animals eating such valuable fruits. Unless, of course, there's so much fruit available that even the animals can enjoy it without costing too much financially. Likewise, wine is valuable. You wouldn't wash your clothes in it unless it was so abundant that you didn't fear wasting it. This is what life in the kingdom will be like when Jesus reigns. There will be no poverty, no lack. The world will be at peace under its true, perfect king. And there will be prosperity like mankind has never enjoyed before. Isn't it amazing to read such a detailed prophecy of Christ so many thousands of years ago and so many thousands of years before Jesus came? 
This prophecy has not been fulfilled yet. But God has identified Jesus, who will fulfill it. And he has repeated the prophecy and given us even more information about what life in his kingdom will be like. Passages like this are one of the many reasons why we know that the Bible is not just any book. It is God's word. In it, God has told us what the future holds. The places where his prophecies have been fulfilled already give us greater confidence in one like this, a prophecy like this, which we are still waiting to come to pass. Trust the Bible. It's God's word. And he has proven it true over and over again. And wait for Christ to come. Look forward to his coming kingdom. It will be a time like mankind has never known before. I hope you have a great day today. May God bless you. We'll see you next time.